In Burgio, the town council sets itself a big challenge. Establish a marine conservation area and fish farms on the same spot. Can it be done? I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 221, made possible with listener support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Matters. The Mi'kmaq community of Burgio on the south coast of the province has had a very eventful few weeks. First, the town got the news that the fish-farm-friendly provincial government had given the Norwegian-based Grieg Seafood Company the rights to explore aquaculture options for the area around Burgio. Then, in early April, the federal government, as part of its promise to boost biodiversity, made another significant announcement. By the end of this year, it will negotiate a Memorandum of Understanding to assess the feasibility of a South Coast Fjords National Marine Conservation Area. Plus, consider an adjacent national park in the Burgio region. The Town Council has been pursuing the idea of a marine conservation area for years. Former Mayor and Councillor Barbara Barter has been on the committee for all that time. Aquaculture creates a complication for the town's conservation dreams, but she says she's pleased to see some progress for the town's agenda. Uh, yes, we were uh, we were certainly happy. I mean, we started this back in uh, 2003, uh, so it's been a couple of uh, uh, decades, uh, you know, to uh, to hear that news. So yes. Council was pleased, and the committee for council was was quite pleased. Yes. Now, why why has it been important for for you and uh, council to uh, push for this um, marine conservation area? Uh, and um, I don't know if uh, the idea for the national park has been part of your plan all this time, or is that a more recent addition? Uh, when we started back in uh, 2003, uh, the focus was on a national marine conservation area. And I think one of the reasons that um, that idea came into play, I mean, we had the COD moratorium. People were having to, uh, to leave home to work or having to move from the community altogether. So we were looking for ways uh, to create economic development and stability within the community. And, uh, you know, people who come to visit keep telling us we have a jewel on the Southwest Coast. We're not advertised very much and uh, that we really needed uh, a hook uh, to bring people in. And uh, we knew that we were a site for the piping plover, uh, you know, a protected site. And, um, you know, we have leatherback turtles, we have whales, we have porpoises, uh, we have a beautiful area for kayaking. And, uh, you know, by the early 2000s, there was discussion stemming from the federal government 
concerning the uh, protection of the world culture and natural heritage. And in 1992, I think there was a um, biological diversity conference in Rio de Janeiro. So those types of things were on the table. We knew that Parks Canada, for example, was looking to delineate marine zones. And we're, we're according to Parks Canada, part of the uh, Laurentian Channel region, which was one of the ones identified as uh, currently being underrepresented. Hmm. Uh, so the marine conservation area would all would come under, even though it's a marine area, it would also come under Parks Canada, a marine conservation area. Yes, it uh, it uh, came under Parks Canada, and uh, that's who we've been in contact uh, right up to to this announcement. Yes, uh, and where and where did the uh, and how did the park, uh, the idea of a national park, how did that get added to your your proposal? The park came into play um, uh, quite recently, I guess, in the last uh, three or four years with the previous council of uh, 20, uh, 2013, I think the discussion started. Then by 2017, um, it was certainly uh, a strong con uh, conversation around the uh, around council table. Uh, you know, the idea that um, a national marine conservation area uh, being marine-based, to have a land base to accompany that would, uh, would certainly enhance, would both enhance, for example, Sandbanks Park if it became a federal park. Oh, um, is that the idea? Is that the, is the idea to have Sandbanks, which is now a provincial park, uh, become a national park on the same level as Gross Morn? Then you'll get your the potholes on the Burjell Highway fixed. You would have more marketing. Some money would go into that beautiful park, Sandbanks, which um, you know is anyone who's been down there knows those beautiful beaches, the dunes, and all that. So it'd be more or less a matter of putting a federal stamp on what is now a provincial park. That was that was council's idea. Yes. Now the announcement from the provincial government didn't state that specifically. Uh, mm -hmm. They they said a park adjacent, um, but we were certainly in that dialogue. It seems to be in a, a perfect area. The town has already developed a um, a walking trail uh, from Aaron's Arm area out to the park. And um, we're, we're part of, an, of a provincial conservation uh, in protection of uh, seabirds. And uh, so it, it just seemed to be, uh, you know, a natural fit. Yes. And <clears throat> did you get a heads up before this news release came out on April 6th? Or did you see it uh, like the rest of us? Um, I think I saw it like the rest, uh, you know, it came out in a news release and uh, um, someone, you know, sent it to us. Uh, and um, so when I found out about the, uh, you know, the, the, the meeting uh, for that, which was uh, later, um, I asked to go, but that was also the announcement for aquaculture. So right. that piece got in, uh, added on. Yes. So, and when, so, uh, that big aquaculture meeting, uh, as you say, took place uh, after that. And I want to ask you about um, the way the two fit together. But what is, uh, 
before I ask you that, when so when has your last discussion been with the, uh, I guess you've been dealing with the federal government. When was your last discussion with the feds on these plans? Uh, I spoke with the uh, federal government um, about a month ago. I see. Uh, I haven't had any further discussion uh, to date with the provincial government. Although, um, you know, it's certainly something that uh, I would like to see begin um, very early down the road. If we're talking about um, aquaculture and conservation um, being married to each other with a federal park, then I think, you know, it's important to have those initial discussions because at least for me, I see a difference of uh, an aquaculture company just coming in and setting up without any other parameters than aquaculture. But when you uh, marry that with, uh, with conservation, uh, then I think it's very important to have uh, a conversation. You know, we have a lot of uh, lobster fishermen here and um, a lucrative lobster fishery. And so knowing what the aquaculture company is going to do and how much they're going to uh, support working with the local community on conservation, as well as pursuing an aquaculture uh, industry, uh, that conversation is yet to be had. Yes. And I think um, people will be kind of scratching their heads and, what, and wondering how you put together a marine conservation area with aquaculture, because with aquaculture, we know that uh, the problems of sea lice, um, which are kind of like, I guess, kind of bloodsuckers that attach themselves to fish. And if you're a wild fish, if you're a, a wild salmon or a herring, um, you know, you're, it's, not, uh, it's not a good situation. Plus, we have the infectious uh, salmon anemia, ISA, that are associated with, uh, with fish farms. So you, you would have that in a marine conservation area. Um, so is there a way to, uh, I mean, isn't it a non-starter to have the two uh, things together, aquaculture and a marine conservation area? I don't think uh, it is. Now, I'm not a, you know, a marine scientist. I have no background in, in marine science or, or um, aquaculture. Uh, but aquaculture, to me, if it's done on a modest scale uh, and in conjunction with the National Marine Conservation Area philosophy, and I don't think uh, I've, I've seen that. I mean, I've gone in and looked at the literature much of the literature that I've read has been the uh, negative effects of aquaculture as opposed to the positive. And, but I haven't found um, any area that uh, have really looked at both. And so to me, it's a, a great opportunity. It means, that it, it means you have to look through a different lens, mm. I think, uh, you know, because whatever we do, surely, uh, we would think about conservation. Now, obviously, with the effects of climate change, uh, we already know that we haven't, and uh, which means that the world is in trouble. Um, but if it was going to start, I think uh, Virgil on the southwest coast would be a good area to begin there. But if you're following provincial policy with respect to the bay management philosophy, for example, uh, if 
the bay management plan was uh, distinct and, and separate from growing areas. And if they included developing viable and sustainable farming with community interests in mind, uh, so that there's a, a balanced coexistence, I guess, with the local environment. So are you talking about fewer pens, uh, a smaller, uh, a small operation? Uh, because I, I suppose if you were, that would have some commercial implications for, for Greek uh, down in Berger because they wouldn't be able to have as big an operation. So is that what you have in mind? Fewer pens? Uh, yes. I, you know, I think there needs to be a, a compromise. Um, I, I don't know if we've learned anything from the past, uh, but we always had uh, lucrative herring fishery here. We always had uh, lucrative mackerel uh, fishery here. Uh, the herring fishery got wiped out. Hmm. You know, the uh, herring saners came in and... Uh, you know, there's very little herring left. 30 years ago, uh, the waters would have been teeming with fish. Mm. Uh, you know, we saw the cod moratorium in 92. And uh, with the same thing happening, no codfish. And so that seems to be a uh, continuous hazard. Um, and in my view, because of the gluttonous habit we have, of wanting to take the most that we can get instead of taking enough to make an industry sustainable. So, I mean, if aquaculture is going to come in and not to take into consideration, you know, what the community needs and wants and what the environment needs and wants, um, I, I think that's, uh, that's reason for, for grave concern. How about that rendering plant down in Burjo? Does that still operate? Uh, yeah, they're still dealing with the, um, you know, the dead farm salmon uh, down there in that in that plant. Yes, the uh, the fish meal plant is uh, is still in uh, operation. Um, I don't know if there's been any studies done in the uh, waters around the area. Um, I know that it bothers uh, some people. Uh, the smell in particular, the smell is not something that um, concerns me. I grew up in Cornerbrook back when they were using sulfur in the mills. So, mm. you know, um, some people will say it's, it's the smell of money, but um, I'm not sure what their uh, operation does or, you know, what type of um, cooking system they use. So. I certainly wouldn't be able to uh, right. judge it. But the tourists might turn up their nose if they're down at a new national, Sandbanks National Park and uh, came into uh, uh, Berger to go to Gillette's or something like that and uh, had to smell that uh, smell from the fish mill plant. They might, depending on which way the wind blows, although I suspect that the park is probably far enough away that they... Uh, that they might not. I've, I've never heard um, tourists complain, but I've heard the local people. I see. So there's a lot going on in Bergio now with uh, that big aquaculture announcement and now this news. So uh, there must be a lot of, um, of chit chat among people about uh, what the future uh, holds for Bergio. So are people optimistic uh, 
wondering or just wondering how things are going, going to unfold. What's the mood like in Burgio with all this, all these announcements? I think you will hear at least two stories. Um, one being pleased that, uh, you know, there finally could be uh, approximately 70 jobs uh, through an aquaculture industry, but then also other jobs if uh, we're successful with the conservation area. So it's certainly um, talk with some people of, you know, that's quite hopeful in um, creating economic stability uh, for the town. And of course, with that, probably comes an improvement in services, an improvement in the Virgil Road, an improvement in healthcare, uh, and so on and so forth. There are others, I think, who are quite concerned and have quite openly said they don't want anything to do with, uh, with aquaculture. Um, and, you know, you can understand that uh, the fish meal plant, I guess, hasn't uh, helped in the sense that the only experience that many of the people in the community uh, have had is the uh, cooking of dead fish from further down the coast. So that doesn't leave a very good taste in, uh, in some people's mouths. So I think uh, both are on the table. Some people fear what type of change might happen, you know, afraid that they won't, if it's a conservation area, that they won't be uh, allowed to fish and berry pick, or they'll have to put in uh, expensive sewage systems around their cabins and, uh, and those sorts of things. So there's that unknown, uh, I think, uh, for some people who anticipate what this might mean, um, the demise of my traditional lifestyle. And uh, I suspect, you know, fishermen would be concerned with aquaculture as to what will happen to the fishery in our area, especially for the lobster, because the lobster fishery is going to be taking place um, around, I suspect, some of the areas that might be designated for aquaculture cages. So, Barbara, what's the next step? We've had this announcement from the federal government. As, and as we know with announcements, sometimes there is an announcement and then not much else happens. So I guess you're going to, be have, you're going to have to be on them. You're going to have to be calling or emailing or whatever. So um, what's, what's your strategy uh, uh, on the part of the committee? I've, um, we've had some conversations um, in particular with the, uh, the federal government. And we know, for example, that um, when we started applying, and actually, I guess, the, but between 2002 and up until 2019-2020, uh, we had an understanding that if there was any sense of aquaculture or oil exploration or uh, uh, bottom trawling, uh, happening, then Parks Canada wasn't interested. Now that has changed slightly in the last couple of years. They are susceptible to having discussions about aquaculture. And uh, which really excited me because I, I still believe that there has to be a way to protect the environment while you're actually doing aquaculture at the same time. Mm. Um, to just 
to destroy the environment, which is what's been happening in many areas, according to the literature, you know, with dead zones and uh, those types of negative impacts, the uh, uh, disease and anemia disease uh, for salmon and, and those types of uh, hazards, I think, uh, you know, need to be dealt with in, uh, I guess, in a, in a better way than what's been happening in the past of mm. just cooking them in a fish meal can. Yes. So my next conversation um, will probably be with the council to see where they stand, uh, whether they're going to continue to support uh, working for uh, a combination of a National Marine Conservation Protected Area. Um, the National Park doesn't seem to be, you know, as much of a, you know, won't get in the way of any other plans because it does, it neither affects the aquaculture or the marine conservation area. If it, you know, it can operate as a standalone. Yes. But if the other two are going to happen, uh, then I think, uh, well, one of the things I'll be doing will be to push for Greg and uh, the provincial government and the federal government uh, to get together so and with the community so that we can start discussing what's this going to look like. Hmm. Great, Barbara. Well, lots of things happening in Burjo. Um, so good luck and hopefully the right, uh, the right decisions emerge. We never know at the time. Uh, we can only do our best. So That's thank right. you very much and, and all the best uh, with, the, uh, with the plans. Thank you for having me. Barbara Barter speaking to us from Burjo. And that's it for the program. Thanks for listening. If you could leave a positive review about Mi'kmaq Matters on whatever platform you use to get us, we'd really appreciate it. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. I'm Glenn Wheeler. I'm Sanogama. Mm-hmm.